Welcome to Season 3 of the Baby Names Podcast, naming the world one baby at a time. Here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters too. Yes, we are. So our first segment is always interesting names we found since the last episode. And I have joined my first name group on Facebook. That's not our own. And oh my God, some of the names. I now have fodder for years. Now, one thing I like about this particular group is that they have to provide evidence that parents have actually chosen these names or that the children really bear them. Mm -hmm. They're a bit fastidious about filtering out the name myths, like my cousin went to school with a so-and-so or stupid multiple names and all that nonsense. And I sent you one which was so cringeworthy, and that is Coven with a K. K-O-V-E-N. Now, I don't know if it's pronounced like a witch's coven or coven, but either way, wow. Yeah, not a fan. I don't think that's a great name for any child. I think that it's like naming a baby Dracula. (laughs) I just don't think it works. It's so many connotations and associations with that. Yeah, absolutely. I would just skip that altogether. Regardless of how it's pronounced, I think everyone's going to say coven or coven, but they'll think it's coven. Not a good one. I encountered three interesting names. My friend Ashley has a son named Rockland, and they call him Rocky. I think that's so cute. That was my kitty cat's name. It was. And he's about, I don't know, seven or eight. And I think it's just a great name, Mr. Rocky. Tough guy. Yeah. I also encountered the name Tuesday and Tuca, T-O-U-C-A. I think Tuca is really a great name. And it reminds me of Tallulah, which I have also loved for a long time. I think Tuesday is pretty cute, too. And for me, the only weekday that works is a given name. I don't know. I think Sunday is kind of beautiful. But Tuca, T-O-U-C-A, reminds me of Toucan Sam. (laughs) Toucan Sam. Now, our topic of the week is can a name make or break your success in life? And we get this question a lot from reporters and also parents who are caught up on choosing a baby name for their child. We were going to go over a list of leaders' names across the world, but Honestly, this week has been so stressful, we couldn't get it together. We're human, and we have no production team here on the podcast. Mal and I write and produce and edit and promote the Baby Names podcast all by ourselves. Well, honestly, let's give credit where credit is due. Jennifer does most of it, but I am the crabby celebrity baby names person. All right. So Jen, I know you talk a lot about expectation names and names being a burden on a child throughout their lives, but I've also heard you say that a name doesn't necessarily determine a person's success. So which is it? Well, that's correct. And I guess my short answer is it depends. It depends on a person's character, personality, and self-confidence, basically. You know, I've told the story about the parents who I consulted with who wanted to name their little boy Bullseye. And I strongly advised against it and said he would be mercilessly teased at school. And their response was, not at the schools that we'll send him to. Now, I don't know exactly what those schools are, if they're located on Mars or what. Yeah. The children will tease, even with the bullying laws. 
Yeah, adults will tease too. I do agree with you that a name can be a burden. Imagine even an adult having to introduce himself as bullseye, let alone a child, a middle schooler, a teen, or meeting new kids at college. Oh my God, yeah. And I repeatedly bring up that name because it's particularly disturbing. I mean, it's not Adolf Hitler, but it could really do a disservice to the child. Now, disclaimer, the parents did not end up going with Bullseye. Good, good, good. So back to determining success. Bullseye might have been a great name for an athlete, perhaps? Yeah, like a football player, maybe. If his ego hadn't been beaten into a pulp by the time he gets onto the football field in high school. And this goes back to the innate character of the person. Now, people who have unusual names or names that might have gotten them teased or even discriminated against have been successful in life and their careers and are often very self-assured, confident, happy, and well-adjusted individuals. Look, when Americans first became aware of the name Barack Hussein Obama, I'm sure there was incredible name bias. Very few people in middle America had ever known a Barack. I didn't, and I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah, and you know what? Barack is a Hebrew name meaning blessed, so you should have known it because you're Jewish. I know. And even now, I only know one other Barack other than the president, the husband of our community manager, Ali. Okay, so back to Obama. His middle name is Hussein, which many Americans at the time identified with Saddam Hussein, being fresh in the news in the mid-aughts. And then his surname was Obama, also unique. But obviously, if you know U.S. history, that didn't stop Barack Hussein Obama from being elected the 44th president of the United States. And regardless of what you think of him, he was very beloved by many. Yes. Now, people also make fun of the name of the acclaimed actor Benedict Cumberbatch. I can't even say it. Benedict Cumberbatch. And he himself has made fun of his name, but that hasn't hurt his success at all. Hey, can you say that again? The whole thing? No, just the name. I'm teasing you. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> if I say it with a British accent, I could do it better. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Was he born in February? <laughs> February. Benedict Cumberbatch might have been born in February. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to actors, artists, and celebs, I can imagine an unusual name could help their careers. Absolutely. As long as it's not derogatory, I think an unusual name can help a creative. Now, notice I said unusual and not stupid. However, there are creatives that have used crazy stage names to set themselves apart, like pop singer Engelbert Humperdinck, whose real name was Arnold George Dorsey, or Rip Torn, whose real name was Elmore. Yes, there was a lot of changing of names back in the day, from not only unusual names to, you know, more Americanized names, you could say, or assimilated names, but also the reverse, that people wanted to be memorable. Right. So people might think that Lady Gaga is pretty silly, and she's doing just fine. Her real name, by the way, is Stephanie Germanata? Yes. Okay. But what about non-creative careers, like a research scientist or a lawyer? So again, yes, there are names that can be a detriment to a person's self-confidence if they're laughed at their entire life, depending on how strong their ego and personality is. 
but you don't know your child's personality or confidence or resilience when they're still in utero. Exactly. Choosing a name for your child is probably the single most important choice you can make for them without even meeting them. This is why parents find it to be such a difficult process. Will they be able to withstand ridicule if their name is Coven? Well, if your name is Coven, I don't think you'd be a very successful nun, but you never know. (laughs) That's true. And I think I told this story before, but I went to a dentist and all throughout the appointment, they referred to him as Dr. David. So I assumed that was his last name. But when I left, I picked up his card and laughed because his name was Dr. David Payne. So my dentist's name was literally Dr. Payne. Oh my God, that reminds me of Little Shop of Horrors. Because I'm a dentist. But anyway, was he a successful dentist? Well, I mean, he didn't hurt me, so, and I'm one of those really terrified people at the dentist due to our childhood dental experience. Such PTSD. I know. Um, So, yeah, I'd say he was successful. And for those of you who have never heard this story, just a quick update, that our parents decided to save money by sending us to a doctor who didn't use Novocaine. So we... And practiced out of his basement, okay? (laughs) I mean... Granted, it was a finished basement in Skokie, but still, it was pretty. (laughs) It was scary and painful. And painful. All right. So that supports your theory that if Dr. Payne can become a successful dentist, maybe the name doesn't have any bearing on it. Now, I wanted to see if other name experts agree with us. So I called Abby Sandell from Appalachian Mountain and asked her opinion on names and success. Name obsessed since kindergarten, Abby started the name blog Appalachian Mountain in 2008 as a means to connect with others who shared her passion of names. She currently writes articles on her blog and on Nameberry about names and naming and is a name consultant for expectant families. Her guiding principle, choose the name you love. Welcome, Abby, to the Baby Names Podcast. Thank you, Jennifer. So first, I have to know, what started your interest with names? Oh, so my birth name is Amy. It's still legally my first name. And I was going to kindergarten, and I was crushed to discover that I was one of four Amys in my kindergarten class. I was horrified. I became immediately obsessed with names and the idea that you could choose any name as a parent. And I've never lost my interest in the subject. So how did you go from Amy to Abby? Did you have it legally changed or what's the story there? I did. I legally changed my middle name to Abigail, which meant that my grandmothers could still keep calling me Amy because that was not a switch they were going to make. <laughs> But it was just a little bit different. And at the time that I chose it, it was a relatively uncommon name. And now, of course, everybody I know has a daughter named Abby. So you can't win. Our topic of this week is names and if they have any bearing on success in life. And let's start with common names with what we call creative spellings. A perfect example I saw lately was Madison, M-A-D-A-C-Y-N. How does that affect a child's life when they have a creative spelling? You know, it's it's sort of a hard question to answer because I can't imagine myself ever spelling Madison that way. But if you ask me how I'd like to spell Isabel, I love I-S-O-B-E-L. So, you know, we, we, we like the ones we like and we don't like the ones that we don't like. But 
I think that the challenge with a creative spelling is that you have set your child up for introducing themselves by saying, hello, my name is Madison, let me spell it for you for the rest of their lives. And some people don't mind it. I, I think it's potentially frustrating, but you know, if there's a great story behind why you chose that spelling, maybe they really won't mind saying, yes, it's spelled this way and let me tell you why, because it's the traditional spelling in my family's home country or something like that. When I've spoken to people that have alternate name spellings, the most common answer I get is that they hated it as a child, but they love it as an adult. And it didn't seem to affect their success at all. No. And I have a friend who has a creatively spelled name who gave her daughters creatively spelled names, and she said, it's just what we do. Do you think expectation names like honor, winner, or wisdom can affect a child or an adult? I, those are the ones that worry me the most. Not so much something like honor. It's a generic virtue. I'm a really clumsy person. If I had been named Grace, it would have been okay. you know, the punchline to every joke through middle school. And I do think a lot of these names that are really big and bold, like Maverick's now in the top 100, so maybe it's not a good example, but I think that's tough. What if you're shy? What if you would rather be the person in the back of the room and your name implies that you are meant to be out in front? So I think it's potentially uncomfortable for the child. I agree. You know, starting in the 1970s, gender-neutral names came into style. And when I say gender-neutral, it was mainly giving girls names that were historically used for boys. That was just about the same time that the women's movement took off. Do you think that was to level the playing field, so to speak, for girls? That might have been the intent. But as you say, we sort of know that Madison's a girl and Harper's a girl. Avery's a girl. So it didn't necessarily work out that way. And of course, then when you have, you know, Mackenzie spelled with, with an I, it completely takes it into a different category of names. So it still genderizes it. I think it does. It does. I mean, the intent is, is good. I understand what people are, are going for to try to give their daughters a strong name, but there's no reason that a traditionally feminine name can't be every bit as strong. Exactly. So that leads me into what I call more diminutive names like Pixie, Birdie, Kiki. Do you think it's harder for someone with a diminutive name to be taken seriously? I know from experience with people that have talked about having those names that it's tough, that, that there's an expectation that it's short for something. On the other hand, there are different, there are differences, right? Maggie is fine. Maggie is not something that you would give too much thought about. Birdie, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> yeah, too young to know. Yeah, you know, but I, I, I'm not stunned to meet somebody who's Sadie and not Sarah. But you know, the, the names that are sort of super cutesy, like um, Jamie Oliver's kids' names, I always think it's it's a little tough to be named Buddy. Though in in England, it's so common that by the time Buddy is in college, it'll probably be much more normal. So, I mean, all names do age with their generation, but would I want to name Kiki? No. So you've written articles about names and naming, and you're a name consultant for parents who need help. I talked about when I was doing name consulting, a couple wanted to name their son Bullseye. What would you have advised? Um, I, I think the question really is, would you want to be named Bullseye? right? And if the parents are considering it, they might feel like that, yes, that's a name that they would carry very well. 
I would tell them that if that's really the course that they're set on, they need to hedge their bets. Bullseye's middle name needs to be William or James. You know, that's the only way that you could possibly consider doing that. And really, you might want to go with James Bullseye and call him Bullseye and see how it plays out. You know, that's really good advice, Abby. It's better suited as a nickname. So if you really want it to be a part of the formal name, stick it in the middle as a middle name or don't and just use it as a nickname. Yeah. So I will say I worked with this great family um, multiple times who they live out on a big ranch in the Midwest and they choose these really tough, edgy names for their kids. But, you know, their kids grow up on a, on a ranch riding wild horses or, you know, so for them, it's, it's a very different kind of choice. And it's still not bullseye level, but um, some of it depends on knowing your family. Yeah, and knowing your bubble. So as a name expert, in your opinion, can a name make or break your career? I think no. And here's why I'm going to say that. Because by the time you are an adult contemplating your professional path, you are going to know whether or not that name is acceptable in your field. So if you were born bullseye, and you know that that's going to be a problem as a lawyer in finance, on Wall Street, you are going to go by Ben. And the HR department is going to be very confused when you fill out your paperwork. But you know, you're gonna mine your name for something that works for the, the person that you choose to be. On the other hand, I think almost any name, if it's given with love and confidence and there's a great story behind it, it doesn't matter if it's the number one name or something really obscure. Uh, I'm thinking about Kamala Harris, you know. Her name is, has just got this amazing story attached to it about what it means and what it signifies and being rooted in her community and um, overcoming obstacles. And so when she tells that story, it's clear that her pride in her name completely defines how she sees it. I agree. Well, thank you, Abby, for joining us. Pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, Jen, for have a great day. You can connect with Abby on her blog, AppalachianMountain.net, and we'll put the link in our show notes. Now, one thing I wanted to say is we don't want to ignore the fact that name bias does exist, specifically racial name bias. There have been study after study proving that people will have explicit biases for and against names that they perceive are of a particular ethnicity. These studies have been conducted with teachers, employers, and HR directors. The studies exist so we can understand the bias, acknowledge that it exists, and consciously work toward moving beyond it. Yeah, and this is absolutely a larger conversation about ethnic names and name bias that we're not going to cover today. Maybe on another episode. Definitely. So let's list some really successful people with unique names. I've always loved Boutress Boutress Golly. That just, it sounds like it should be a song. Boutress Boutress Golly. He was an Egyptian diplomat and Secretary General of the United Nations from January 92 to December 96. Well, I submit... Canadian figure skater Elvis Stoiko. Mm -hmm. You know, Elvis is such an iconic name. It would be hard to follow the footsteps of Elvis Presley. But my Elvis was a two-time Olympic medalist and a successful skater. And he won the world medal many times, the world gold medal. And I love his name. I wouldn't name a baby Elvis. I think there are two fabulous Elvises out there. But I do know someone who would name their baby Elvis and plan on it someday. My daughter. 
for sure, for real, went to school with a female Elvis. Oh, my goodness. I submit Hertha Ayrton, H-E-R-T-H, like Bertha with an H. Born Phoebe Sarah Hertha Ayrton. Hertha was a British engineer, mathematician, physicist, inventor, and suffragette. She was awarded the Hughes Medal for her work on electric arcs and ripples in sand and water. How cool is that? That's pretty darn cool. Okay, I got one. There wasn't a Chicago kid from our era that didn't make fun of the name Dick Buckus. And he was a successful football player for the Bears from 1965 to 1973. Yeah, I remember making fun of his name (laughs) and all the boys in the schoolyard making fun of his name, Uh, especially back in our day. I also would like to submit Madonna. Madonna. I remember when she first came onto the pop scene and her name and her persona in general were perceived as almost sacrilegious. It didn't hurt her career at all. In fact, she owned it and she took it as a mononym. Madonna literally means my lady, but most often refers to Mary, the mother of Jesus. So to bring it Full circle. A name does not determine your success in life. But don't be a dimwad and name your child, well, dimwad. So our conclusion is a name does not make the person, the person makes the name. If you have feedback on this topic or wish to tell us we know nothing, Jon Snow, then write us at podcast at babynames.com. Or call our message line at 702-848-5510, and we might put your actual voice on our show. Uh, No messages from Bob this week? No, he must have been completely happy with our Harry Potter episode. Well, not everyone was, but we'll get to that a little later. But now, what time is it, DJ Rick? It's time for Celebrity Baby News. Model Emily Ratajkowski is pregnant with her first child with husband Sebastian Beau McClard. What I think is particularly wonderful is that when asked if they hope it's a boy or a girl, they responded that the child will tell them when they're 18. How cool is that? I think that's very cool and progressive. Mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway, whose son was born last year, has announced that her son's name is Jack. This is her first child with husband Adam Schulman. Anne is happy to announce that his older brother, Jonathan, gets along great with baby Jack. When we mentioned this on our Baby Names Live, Jessica Michelle pointed out that Jack is sort of the same name as Jonathan. Isn't that true? Well, John and Jonathan are not quite the same names, but they do come from the same root. John, Jan, which means Yahweh or God. But they do have a little different meanings. And for sure, Jack is the nickname for John. Okay. Well, Jack is the nickname for John, right. But we don't totally know if Jack is the nickname for Jonathan. No, I've never heard of any Jonathan being called nicknamed Jack. Yeah, I haven't either. Usually John, J-O-N. Okay, then. Love and Hip Hop New York star Brittany Taylor has announced her pregnancy. The father's name has not yet been released. 
What is weird is that she's been accused by trolls that she got pregnant on purpose to copy her co-star, Bianca Bonnie. Give her a break. I know. I mean, come on, guys. Get off your high horse if you think. Not just about the show. (laughs) I know, really. I mean, people get pregnant because they get pregnant. It has nothing to do with competition. Well, maybe it does, but we don't know. Right. And to suggest that is ridiculous. That's rude. Anyway, actress Jen Lilly has adopted another child with husband Jason Wayne. Jeffrey was adopted recently, but they have been fostering him for much longer. Jen stars on many of the Hallmark Channel shows. Jeffrey is their other adopted son's half-brother. His name is Caden, with a K. They also have a daughter, Julie Evangeline. Ooh, I like the name Evangeline. Well, Ashley Simpson and husband Evan Ross have announced the arrival of their second child together, Ziggy Blue, B-L-U, a boy. Their other child together is daughter Jagger, so they obviously like musician names. Ashley is also famous in baby naming circles for her first child, Bronx Mowgli, who is now 11 years old, whom she had with musician Pete Wentz. All right, well, Jazzy Shaw star Dina Cortez, or Cortese, I have no idea, has announced she is pregnant with hubby Christopher Buckner, and it's going to be a boy. <laughs> Sounds like she's pregnant with him. <laughs> Okay, good point. Jersey Shore star Dina Cortez has announced she is pregnant with a baby with her husband, Christopher Buckner. And it's okay, I got it. Okay. Jersey Shore Dina Cortez has announced she is pregnant with a boy with hubby, Christopher Buckner. They have an older son who is named after his father, but they call him CJ. Get this. Another thing about internet trolls, they criticize CJ's walk, but he has a disability called metatarsus seductus. What is wrong with people? Forget the trolls. Actor and comedian Kel Mitchell from the old series Kenan and Kel has had his fourth child. It's a boy named Honor Jahari Rice Mitchell. Now, Jahari Rice is also Kel's middle name. And this is his second child with wife, Asia Lee. Their first child together is three-year-old Wisdom. Kel's first two children are named Allure, who's 19 years old, and Lyric, 21. Okay, I'm putting my stamp of non-approval on all the names except Lyric. Talk about expectation names, honor, wisdom, and Allure. Is Allure a boy or a girl? I actually Do we know? knew that, but it's not on my piece of paper. So oh, Big Raspberry, though. Yeah, that's a Everyone raspberry. Everyone but Lyric. Lyric is pretty. I like Actress Abby Elliott welcomed her daughter with husband screenwriter Bill Kennedy. I like this name, so I included it. They named her Edith Pepper Kennedy. That is a very classic 60s style name. Edith. That's very old. I know. I would have gone with Pepper Edith Kennedy. I think Pepper Kennedy is really cute. Oh, Pepper Kennedy sounds cool. Yeah. Right. I don't think Edith fits. So I would have just switched it. But if they name her, if they call her Edie, it's kind of cute. Edie Kennedy. Carly Kloss, model and host of Project Runway, has announced she's pregnant. She's been married to husband Joshua Kushner for two years. Lindsay Arnold from Dancing with the Stars has had a girl with husband Samuel Cusick. They named her Sage Jill Cusick, and she was born on November 2nd. Actress Victoria Ekonoye has announced that she is pregnant with husband Johnny Lomas. 
No, I did it again. She is pregnant with husband Johnny yeah, Lomas. No, you did do it again. <laughs> she is not pregnant with her husband. She's pregnant with a baby by her husband, Johnny Lomas. The Coronation Street star discussed with Hello Magazine how she has sickle cell anemia and is concerned about associated complications. But we wish them all the best, Victoria and Johnny. For up-to-the-minute celebrity baby news, go to babynames.com and click Celebrities in the menu. We also have a searchable database of celebrity baby names throughout the years with the latest listed, also under Celebrities in our menu. Okay, now for some lovely letters from our listeners. Okay, first letter. Mallory, <laughs> should I say this really mad? Mallory and Jennifer. <laughs> Overall, I love your podcast and website, but I'm so disappointed with the Harry Potter episode. Harry Potter is my absolute favorite series ever. Listening to you stumble through the names and describing characters' attributes incorrectly, ugh. Minerva McGonagall is a professor at Hogwarts. She certainly lives up to her name meaning in that she's incredibly wise and a fierce defender of her charges. Rubius is Hagrid's first name, not middle. He did not suffer from a lot of hangovers, and his greatest joy was being a teacher and was particularly fond of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. If you ever decide to redo this subject, perhaps you should bring a Potter enthusiast guest on the show. Sincerely, Ricky. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for being a fan of the podcast and site. I think you had a great idea about having an expert on the show. Although I did a lot of research, I definitely had some mistakes in there, particularly because it's been a little while since I watched the movies or read the books. I really do apologize. And after we received this, Miranda went and did some fact-checking, and most fans believe that Hagrid does have a taste for the drink. There have been many threads and articles about it. I think Mallory was just suggesting that he that would lead to hangovers. Correct. And we did get a nice email back from Ricky saying... I want to apologize if I came off as rude in my reaction. I found out last week that I'm pregnant and have discovered that I don't have as much control over my emotions as usual. I hope you have a great day, Ricky. Well, that was nice of her to say. Yes. We appreciate your feedback, Ricky, and wish you a lovely pregnancy. Let us know what name you choose. I wonder if it'll be a Harry Potter name. I bet it will. Okay, why don't you read the second letter, Mel? Sure. Hi, Mallory and Jennifer. I love your podcast. Names have interested me for years. I have a few notes. You mentioned Halcyon as a name you wanted to see happening. And I actually do know a girl named Halcyon Magnolia, who's about four. I have two dictionary names among my children. I have a Harmony Rose and an Amaryllis Amaranth. And I wanted to send you this video. It's ridiculously funny to me. And it's the girl on Oprah who holds the world record for longest name with over a thousand characters. Sincerely, Amanda. Well, thanks, Amanda. The first thing I noticed was that jumped out at me was Amaryllis Amaranth. 
and her name is Amanda. So I asked her about that, and Amanda said it was a joke initially. She kept suggesting names, and the baby's father would always veto them. Now, that method never works. We've talked about that. And out of frustration, she just threw out Amaryllis Amaranth, and then they both realized that they loved it. And coincidentally, she said, it worked out because AMA could be for her, R is for him, and Illis is the end of her beloved grandmother's name, Phyllis. But they only realized that later. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. And I think it's great when you guys can tell us some information about how people were named. Yeah, I love name stories. I like Halcyon Magnolia. Let's go through her points. Um, I think it's really pretty. And Harmony and Amaryllis are beautiful names. I think, Amanda, you did a great job there. And as for the girl who has uh, the world record for the longest name, you know, that probably wasn't official because she was American and they wouldn't have allowed it. But I think it's cute. And she was very proud of the name. And if you guys want to look that up, it is on YouTube. She was on the Oprah show probably like 25 years ago. She's probably all grown up now. Um, But it's a cute clip. And we'll put the link in our show notes in case people want to watch it. Good idea. Good idea. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. We love our listeners. We love our family. I get to see my daughter in five weeks, and I'm really psyched about that. Nice. And we want to tell you guys, as things are changing with COVID or getting worse with COVID, we really want you to stay home and stay safe. Stay safe. Stay home. Wear a mask if you can't. Yes, please. We love you, and we want you to stay healthy. We love you guys. And I love you, Mel. All right. Love you, Jen. Bye. Bye.